You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 108. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should do. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that's you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and it's great to be with you today. Today's episode is the 2018 second quarter market review, and it's about time you get to the second quarter market review, Scott, because we're almost through July. Well, not quite, but kind of, and we're taking a small break from the family stewardship approach to investing so we can get through this market review. So maybe that makes some of you disappointed. But at the same time, laying in bed the other night, I got to thinking, I remember around episode 80, I said, I need to stop getting so technical. So many people are not concerned about all the technicalities that exist. And even if I believe that they're kind of simple concepts. I'm not always the greatest at simplifying these concepts in easy to understand language. So first of all, I need to apologize about that. Second, I remember saying I was going to get away from talking so much about investing and onto other family stewardship topics such as all the planning topics that we used to talk so much about in earlier episodes. And now I seem to be concentrating so much on portfolio stock market investing. So I need to find a way to get away from that, but I at the same time need to finish this family ship stewardship approach to investing. So I'm going to try and package that up in the next episode or two and then get on to some other topics because... At the end of the day, your portfolio matters. It matters a lot. But there's so many other elements to comprehensive financial planning, to building wealth, to even just being a family steward. It's not easy being a family steward. It's stressful being the one making these money topics. Trust me, I get it. It's not easy and we need to dig in a lot more. Just just not this week. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. 2018 second quarter market review. Hot off the press 10 days ago. Just getting to it right now. I think it's important to go through these market reviews because we get our statements every quarter and sometimes it's it's hard to figure out what kind of sense to make out of it. And if you're in a globally diversified portfolio... Well, you're almost flat for the year. When you look at the year, maybe you're up up a little bit, but nothing 
like last year. And as I was talking to all of my clients about, I send a video every quarter. I said, you know what? When, when markets are flat or down, it makes us want to do something. Makes us want to make changes in our portfolios when oftentimes the best thing to do is sit in our seat, stay in our lane, and be still. Although, wow, that's not an easy thing to do, especially when we see flat markets. So it's not doing nothing. You're doing something. Uh, you just have chosen not to make changes in your portfolio, which is almost every single time your very best decision. And when I talk about this flat market, I'm talking about a flat market with tons and tons of volatility, ups and downs every day. When last year, the stock market seemed to go up every single day with very, very little volatility. So in U.S. terms, though, I mean, the average quarterly market return going back 15 years is 2%. And the U.S. stock market was up three and a half, throughout 389 the problem with the global diversified portfolio, though, is international develops were down uh, about a percent. Emerging markets down almost 8%. Global real estate was up. The U.S. bond market was down. So when you add all these asset classes together, we end up with a basic flat market and up some, you know, but I'm saying overall for the year, because the first quarter was worse than the second quarter. So I'm talking for the year, you might be pretty close to flat, up a percent or two, just depending on your risk level and how your portfolio is arranged. You may be concentrated in the U.S., which helped you out this quarter, but probably isn't going to help you out in the long run. Lots of things happened in this quarter. We hit a uh, the yield on the 10-year U.S. government bond, hit 3% for the first time in years. Oil prices were the highest level since 2014. Uh, president pulled out of the Iran deal. Unemployment fell. Inflation rate hit a six-year high in May. Just a lot of things were happening this quarter. Okay, let's look at the U.S. market, though. The U.S. market comprises 53% of the total market cap of the reliable stock exchanges around the world. And I like to break these down in small and value and see how the different asset classes perform because you know I am a big proponent of tilting your portfolio into these higher expected returns. Well, small value was absolutely the best performing asset class. And I need to say this every time. I need to tell you that these are not investments. All I'm giving you are the indexes. And an index is not an investment. Some people invest in index funds. Those are funds trying to track an index minus expenses and tracking error. I'm just giving you the indexes. But the and the best performer was small value this quarter up 8.3%. Small cap blend up 7.75. We moved down the scale. Large growth 
did better than large blend, large growth up 5.76, large cap 3.57, and large value 1.18. So when we have our portfolios tilted in small and value, the small helped, the small value helped, the large value did not help. That brought down the portfolio, but it's why I constantly preach diversification in companies, sectors, countries, asset classes, and premiums. All right, what about international? Not quite as pretty internationally. And large actually beats small, and growth actually beat value. And when I look at international developed stocks, large cap was up 3.76. But when we convert back to U.S. dollars, that's where we see the negative return. So that currency had a big effect. Large cap, negative 0.75%. Small cap, negative 0.94%. And incidentally, international markets comprise 35% of the market cap of reliable stock exchanges. Even worse, emerging markets this quarter. Does it surprise me? I mean, emerging markets were up well over 30% last year, and now they're negative for the second quarter as well. And when you look at the large cap emerging markets, negative... 3.51 for local currency, but when we convert back to U.S., negative 7.96 for the quarter. Small cap was negative 3.88, converting negative 8.6 for us in the U.S. Not pretty at all. The, The one good thing, though, about emerging markets is during the third quarter, emerging markets have been doing quite well, even though we're only... 15 days or so in, uh, it's, it's, it's been doing well. And if you're in a mutual fund that's actually trying to attack the profitability premium inside of the large cap and inside of the value, well, you did much better as well. Not that you saw positive returns, you just did way better than the indexes. All right, what about country performance? What were the best performing countries in the second quarter and the worst performing? The top country and developed markets, Israel up 6.38% and Norway up 5.3%. The lowest developed markets, the worst was Austria down 8.79 and Singapore down 7.95. Now, when we ranked the emerging markets and we saw that had some horrible performance, there were only two countries with positive performance. Colombia at the top, 5.3%. Every other country besides the top two down for the quarter. And the worst two performers, Brazil, negative 26.2%. And Turkey, negative 25.53%. And as I tell you guys every quarter, We cannot time which country is going to do better on which quarter or which year. We just need to make sure that we're diversified versus the market cap in all of these different countries. You know, when I build portfolios, we still weight heavily in the U.S., 
but we're still in the 100% stock portfolio, 35% are in the developed and emerging markets because we need the country and the currency diversification, even though it didn't help us this quarter. But I'll give you a little stat here. If you had all your money in the U.S. between 2000 and 2010, your average return would have been negative 1% per year. That would have been so hard to put up with, so hard that people got out of the stock market that were concentrated in the U.S., so hard that people haven't even gotten back in the stock market since that horrible performance. Even the U.S. has done very well since then. Uh, incidentally, that same time period, 2000 to 2010, just given the indexes now, if you were uh, had a global portfolio, with tilts to the premiums, small value, and profitability, you averaged over 7% per year. Diversification is your friend, but being diversified in the right way is your friend. Don't tell me the S&P 500 is a diversified portfolio because you're only in 500 stocks. That was the stat I gave, the S&P 500, that was down an average of negative 1% per year from 2000 to 2010. All right, what about real estate? Well, U.S. real estate made a big comeback in the second quarter because it did awful in the first quarter, ended up up 10%, but global real estate had an awful quarter ending at just about even so not awful isn't a big negative like emerging markets but awful compared to just u.s reads but you know what last quarter was a different story and last year was a different story i'm just giving you the stats for this quarter some people are interested in commodities well we know that oil has been rising so when we look at commodities, the top two for the quarter, Brent crude oil up 16.18% and the WTI up 12.70%. The worst performing commodities, soybean meal, negative 15.85 and the absolute worst soybeans, negative 18.4. I sure hope you didn't have your whole portfolio in soybeans. My guess is you didn't. And these commodities are very volatile. And some people in their 401ks, they have commodity type funds. And if uh, I would never suggest more than 5% in those commodities. And really, you're getting your diversification completely if you are diversified in 14,000 plus companies globally and then tilted in the premiums. Fixed income, which is another way we call fixed income, is bonds. And as I stated earlier, bonds are down this quarter. And actually, first quarter had a worse bond performance. So the, the aggregate bond index, which I don't have that number in front of me, so don't quote me, but I believe is down 2 to 3%. Now, portfolios that I build always just have much shorter maturities than the ag index for the most part. And the reason that's done is because when you want extra return in your bond portfolios, the only way to get it is to add extra maturity onto the length of the bond or to get into lower quality or companies with lower credit ratings. 
to get that higher return. But when we look at the risk versus return trade-off, the amount of risk that it takes to get that incremental return in the bond market from short term to intermediate and long term, you got to take a fair amount of risk to actually get a, a small incremental return from small, or I'm sorry, from short high quality to longer low quality. So I would rather take that extra incremental risk if my risk capacity if my risk tolerance and if my goals allow me to take a little bit more risk, I'm going to dial that risk back, make my bonds just short term and use that little extra risk in the stock market where the risk return trade-off is much greater. I know that gets a little confusing. So I want you to email me, scott at bestandwealth.com if you have questions about your bond portfolio because we're in a high interest rate scenario right now. It serves the, the short bond duration portfolio well because it doesn't get affected like the longer term bonds when the interest rate rises. That's why short term bonds are up for the year and the aggregate bond index is not. So by default, even though portfolios, I believe, should always have, my opinion, a shorter duration, we're getting much benefit from it in a high interest rate environment as well. That's enough on bonds. All right, there you have it, my friends. The 2018 second quarter market review sure that was real interesting for you well if you geek out on numbers it definitely is if you don't geek out on numbers you probably are not listening anymore to the podcast and which is why i come all the way back to what i was talking about at the beginning of this podcast where i need to make sure i am talking about many 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 more financial planning topics and not just concentrated on the investing. But I do want to leave you with a quote with an article uh, that we came out with recently, and it's about sailing with the tides. Embarking on a financial plan is like sailing around the world. The voyage won't always go to plan, and there will be rough seas. But the odds of reaching your destination increase greatly if you are prepared, flexible, patient, disciplined and well-advised and my question to all of you right now is are you prepared are you flexible are you patient are you disciplined and do you have a financial advisor that is acting in your best interest because if you do not i want you to reach out and contact me scott at bestandwealth.com just say hi Tell me that you're looking for a second opinion on your investments and on your financial life because you are a family steward and you know that it's up to you to make the best decisions for your family. Listen, don't be ashamed. I am not an expert on everything. I am an expert on investing and building a financial plan for a family steward. You are just an expert at something else. So do reach out, Scott at bestandwealth.com and say I'm ready for a second opinion. And for now, I must go and I will see you. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. Have an awesome, awesome week.
the Best in Wealth podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance with compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.